Welcome to to the SWS podcast. My name is Jacob Zimmer, and I and, and co-hosting this second series of the show is going to be uh, Vicky. Introduce yourself. Hello there. I'm Vicky Stritch. I'm executive director at Alberta Theatre Projects, and uh, also a dramaturg facilitator who freelances as well. And and just I'm I run Small Wooden Shoe and and do the Fun Palace Radio Variety Show and do some dramaturgy and stuff outside of that as well. A podcast where, where we talk about culture and from our perspectives, which, which are dramaturgical largely for both of us <laughs> in yes. certain ways. Uh, and also both of us have a lot of questions, I think, about leadership in the arts. And, yes. Yes, and how other... other we're curious about how other people are doing it also like not only not only what is happening inside the institutions and the patterns of of the art stuff as they are but what's happening in in other fields and how that might be better or worse for yeah for, or to in, think inform about. in some way yeah yeah um and vicky you're you're not in calgary right now no, I'm not currently in Calgary. I'm in Southern California uh, on a little vacation for myself. And uh, so I'm in Orange County, California right now and uh, looking out over a Target store and an Outback Steakhouse and uh, some palm trees at this very moment. And uh, yeah, I came out a little bit I came out a little bit earlier than, well, I say early because I've got my trip plan in my head. But um, <clears throat> I'm down here to basically go to Disneyland with my nephews. I've got twin nephews. And so they arrive tomorrow and we're going to head out to Disneyland. But I came out a little bit early to do some surfing and just soak up some of the surfing culture here in Southern California because that's my other passion. Your other theater. Right. <laughs> surfing. Yes. Yeah. And that... And you got to it through, through culture, right? Through f- film. Yeah, through film. Through watching, uh, I saw some surfing footage in a documentary and found it kind of fascinating and found myself going back to that particular footage and then finding new, new footage, new documentaries that I was seeing that I thought, oh, I want to watch that. And then I would watch them again and again. And then I would just go buy the DVD back when that was happening. Mm. And so I amassed a sort of library and then finally some friends of mine, knowing how interested I was in it, and at a birthday party uh, that I was throwing for myself that was a surf-themed birthday party, they pooled their money and got me a gift certificate to take some lessons in Tofino, BC, and uh, and a gift certificate for an airline to get me to the island. So oh, wow. they kind of they called my bluff um, right. <laughs> and actually got me in the water. And uh, from there, it's been it's been a sort of con- a constant driver and something that's kind of helped me organize my life outside of my theater work. So I take one or two trips a year. Some of them big, some of them small. Sometimes, if I can tack surfing onto a trip. You know, right. like I'm, I'm on the East Coast or something, I'll go out to Lawrencetown in Nova Scotia or most recently, I guess, in Montauk in Long Island. And 
and uh, surf a little bit. So yeah, it's something that I'm constantly looking for the next opportunity to do. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so I'm, I've been here for, I guess, four days now, and I got out in the water on Friday, and then last night was at the um, uh, the fundraising gala for the California Surf Museum in Oceanside, California, which was very interesting. That that whole area has so much surf lore in it involved, and so when I saw that they were doing this fundraiser, I thought, uh, that's good. I'm going to treat myself to go to that fundraiser and sort of see, see how, see how the surf set fundraises. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and how do they, and how do they fundraise? Is it that much different from, from Gosh, how no. we fundraise? No. A gala is a gala is a gala. It yeah. turns out. Um, in this <laughs> least, case, yeah. in this case though, your, 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 uh, your dress code is, um, uh, what did they call like surf sh- chic and aloha attire so everyone was in Hawaiian shirts I actually felt a little uh, conspicuously um, dressed up for the occasion which was pretty funny and um, <clears throat> so yeah the gala was it was at this beautiful hotel though in Oceanside that had a view of the ocean so we all ate dinner overlooking the ocean at sunset which was amazing um, and you know auctions like like a lot of other people they did they did an auction and it had a lot of memorabilia really cool surf memorabilia and also i could tell i could it was in another interesting thing was that most of the folks at the gala were probably in their 50s or 60s which was interesting to me and i guess i should have expected that but i didn't for some reason um and a lot of the a lot of the memorabilia that they had some of it was surf related but a lot of it was music related. Like they had a, a guitar signed by Fleetwood Mac and another guitar signed by the Eagles and like a, a record from Van Halen that had been signed. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a slightly different demographic right. than most of the folks here. <laughs> I really felt. Do you like surf music also? Like the. Yeah. I, li- I like surf music a lot, but, but the, I guess know, that stuff isn't necessarily surf music. That's no, that's age. No. That's specific. Yeah, like it, there were no, like, there were no Dick Dale records that were signed that there were that were there. There were some beautiful vintage boards though, and some really lovely art, like prints from John Severson and stuff like that. So there was, you know, I mean, I'm I'm dorking out here. Yeah, about I'm I'm surf dorking right now. Um, but it's interesting. I mean that that galas rely on a slightly older crowd, but who are also a little dorky about the thing. Absolutely. That they're they're willing to overpay for dinner. For. Absolutely. Yeah. And um and it was really interesting too, of course, because a few of the people, in particular a woman named Jane, who's the historian at the museum, she came because I was there on my own, right? Right. I, I went down there I was I'm here, you know, by myself. I drove down by myself. I don't know anybody. Right. So I'm sort of standing there and and she came up to me and she said, Oh hi and we all had name tags. They had made these lanyards with our names. She said, oh, hi, Vicky. And I was like, hi. And she introduced herself and she said, um, well, what brings you down here? And I explained that I was from Canada and I had been to the museum and I was, I saw that the gala was happening. So I just sort of showed up and she was like, she was so excited um, that, you know, I mean, it's not like I came down here just to go to the gala, but that was the story that everyone right. was telling that right. I had come all the way from Canada to come to this gala Right. I was so compelled by the California Surf Museum, but it was very sweet how excited they were. And um, and she asked me what I did, and I said, 
uh, oh, I, I'm executive director of a theater company, a not-for-profit theater company in Canada, so I know how important fundraising events are. And she said, oh, yes, you're in theater. And I said, yes. She said, have you heard of the surfing musical? Oh. And, and I was like, uh, no, I, I have not. <laughs> but and tell then me she, more. Yeah, she spent the rest of the she spent the rest of the event sort of trying to gather, talking, asking people what, like whether they had seen it in its original run in Irvine, California, and trying to she's going to send me some information about it. And it was very it was it was pretty awesome actually. But it was you know she she was really trying to make me feel as welcome as possible by right. trying to trying to this, get me this uh, one thing we have in common. This one thing is a surfing musical. Did and it, it reminded Did it sound good, the surfing musical? Well, she couldn't she she told me the music sounded was really great. Right. But she hadn't actually seen it, but she had the music. And she was like, "The music is really great. I don't know what the music would sound like, but if she right. sends it to me, I'll let you know okay. whether the surfing musical is really great or not." But she was she's pretty excited and and um and it was kind of it was just sort of fun to have that conversation with her and I I very quickly I very quickly realized that, um, of course, all those people in that room knew each other and they had all been surfing together for a while and they were all of a particular generation. And I, I was really kind of, I was interested. There was another couple that came up and introduced themselves to me and, uh, Leslie and Joe who come from Portland. Uh, that's where mm -hmm. they live now, yeah. Portland, Oregon. But he grew up here in California, in Southern California, and he started surfing in 1961. And uh, he grew up in Orange County. He he went to Disneyland the year it opened. He's oh, wow. full of stories. Yeah. And um, and I had a really good conversation with them. But my the interesting experience I had of sitting there was just uh, thank and thank goodness for those folks who came up to talk to me because I I felt like I was really on the outside. Um, but had a real, I was really excited and, and interested to be there, but I didn't know anybody and I didn't know the way in. And I was thinking a lot about a lot of events that I attend in the theater. Yeah. And there's people who were really excited and interested, but I, I sometimes wonder how, how much of an in they can possibly have when all of us know each other, at least, you know, I mean, not every event is like that, but I, I think what hit me at this event last night was I need to be, I need to be a bit more like Jane and less than Joe right. at those events because there's people who, you know, if somebody showed up, it's because they knew what was, they, they know the value of something generally. That's, right. that's why they showed up and they might just be looking for a way in, but it was, it was interesting to sort of, Sorry, beeping. To care. Right. Yeah, to care but not know how to express that. Well, and to be, and it's it's a thing where you can be sort of on the, you're on the inside in some way, like you care a lot about the the subject. You're not, you're not a random person walking no, in off no, the street. No. Uh, but the the physical space of it, which we trade in largely, yeah, uh, was was unfamiliar and and probably fairly rare that anybody would would go. I mean, you know, the equivalent of somebody coming to the ATP gala, being like, "Well, I saw a show here once when mm -hmm. we were we visit a lot for work from wherever." Yeah, or semi regularly, you know, that would you know 
that would be equally odd and interesting and they would equally sort of not know anybody but i feel like i there are a lot yeah yeah no it's a real how do you deal with uh the stranger and, yeah and the and the super well-meaning stranger like we're yeah, not absolutely. it's not even the dealing with the super resistant person or dealing with how yeah how to get somebody who has no interest at all mm-hmm but even by the time they've made it to the theater, they're clearly interested enough to have left the house and done all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what was interesting is my experience of it was I'm not a member of the museum because I don't live down here. It's not like I can go see it every once in a right. while. Um, but I'm thinking about I'm thinking about becoming a member because I had such a good experience right. with Jane, right? And so I. I and she also put something really, she said something really interesting to me. And I wondered about it. I also wondered about how it applies to the theater. Cause she said to me, she's like, well, you know, what's just great about, about, you know, you being here is I, you know, I know that surfing is one of the, one of the places, one of the few sports um, where you can be in the water. You know, it doesn't matter if you're just out there for your first time or if you're a pro, you're all, everyone's in the lineup together. And you can be surfing right next to right next to somebody who's done it their entire life, and uh, and you're all there for the same experience. And um, she said, you know, you don't. That doesn't happen when you're interested in in football or right. or baseball. You don't suddenly start playing next to the pros, just out of the blue, because you wanted to try it one day. And I said, mm, that's that's actually very true. And I I was really curious about that, and I was curious about. Um, the encounter, the encounter between an, an enthusiast and someone who, someone who, who who does something for a living, and how, you know, the barrier, the barrier in the theater. I'm not. I'm, I was curious about whether there, because I've been on the inside for so long. Yeah, there's a huge. I, I think the there's a huge and and I think feel like wide and deep barrier between what what enthusiasts can do. I mean, the real, you know, it's, I think it's complicated in theater yeah. for me because, you know, according to my financial returns, I'm as much a, I mean, depending, sometimes, some years a dramaturge, some years a bartender, some years a technician. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not actually a professional theater runner. Like, that's the job of running Small Wooden Shoe is not my profession in right. in the sort of mathematical sense of that. Uh, and so at some levels, I'm an enthusiast. And so at some levels, I'm, I'm on one side of that, but also I'm not, right? I, it's, it is the thing that I do. I, I spend all of my time, you know, all of that stuff. So the, the real enthusiast on the outside, I think it's very hard because there's not really a amateur theater culture no here and what there is or in in any of the the places that i've lived in canada there's not and what there is is not there's not a lot of crossover between the professional community and especially the high end of the professional community like the people who are also working and and the amateur stuff maybe there's some young performers who are 
doing the community stuff for for stage time but there's not really that connection between the people who love it and maybe do it recreationally um i was it made me think of um uh musician and podcaster uh, john roderick who Mm. Uh, i'm a fan you're a fan um i'm a fan mostly of his podcast i don't actually know the long winters that well uh oh my gosh well get on it man i know um but i saw him play in portland uh that little set and that was fun um and made me want to not only listen to his podcast which is roderick on the line but he was talking on that about and maybe quoting someone that that music was turning into be more like tennis where there are some people who make a living from it from from the stars sort of down to the like the club pro who makes a living teaching it uh to people who aren't pros but mostly people who play tennis don't make a living from it and it's something they do which sounds like surfing is true too right like there's way as few people in a statistical sense as surf at all yeah way way more of them do it recreationally than do it professionally yeah absolutely and i feel funny even saying i even sometimes i feel funny calling myself a surfer even though i go like i take trips two or three times a year infinitely more a surfer than i am right well i guess in a comparative analysis (laughs) perhaps but but you know like then i'm here i'm here and there's people who go out every day or every couple of days and they own boards and they own wetsuits and and uh and even even from a recreational perspective, I feel very, um, I feel just kind of funny calling myself a, calling myself a surfer. And I, and it's, it's interesting. And I think, you know, I was sitting on my, on the plane on the way here, I was sitting next to a guy who um, detected the Canadian in my voice, which was hilarious. Where were he you was, flying from? Were you flying from Calgary? I was, no, I was flying from Seattle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, otherwise it would have been obvious. Um, but he, he was from Vancouver originally. So I said, oh, you, you must have smelled the maple on me or something. I don't know. Um, so we had, a, we had a good laugh about that. But uh, he, sooner or later he said, well, what's, what, do you, what do you do? And what do you do in Calgary? And I said, oh, I, I work at a theater company. And he said, oh, okay. And we talked about that for a bit. Um, and I said, well, what, what's your business? And he said, well, I'm in the soccer business. And I went, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, there's a, wow, there's a soccer business. But then I was like, of course there's a soccer oh, business. Um, everything's a business <laughs> in, some, in some way or another. But it was... Well, and the, py- you know, someone's got to sell the pylons and the... Totally. Gear for even the recreational, right? Like, I'm sure there's yeah. professional people inside the recreational... And mark and market for that matter. Market yep. the pro teams that exist, you yep. know, and that kind of thing. Like, and uh, and it was. I'm just I'm just reminded that you know these. Uh, I don't think about sports very often, um, unless it's surfing. Um, but I'm thinking about th- people doing things that they love, and the business of it, mm-hmm. and you know where an interest or spectatorship kind of meets um, meets the profession. And it's just, a lot of those things have been percolating for me um, as I meet people. And, you know, and I, I always kind of love going on these trips because I meet a range of people who do a range of different things and live all over the place. 
um, but we have something in common, and it's not our primary industry. Right. Uh, and that is, I, I find it, I find conversations with my colleagues um, really exciting and, and uh, often inspiring. Um, but it's amazing how uh, kind of renewed I feel when I'm speaking outside of the sector. Right. Um, sometimes even talking about what I do and the way that I'm able to articulate it to someone who doesn't have a, a vested interest in it, I feel hopeful and freer somehow. And I find that I find that really interesting, and that's another thing I'm kind of grappling with. I don't mm-hmm. know. How do you, do, like, what is your experience of that, Jacob? I think it's... I have a I similarly I think um and I you know it's that I that when I was just in Banff doing sort of leadership design thinking boot camp for a week and and working with people some some theater people there are a bunch of uh, theater people involved it was sort of how to you know can can the Banff Center bring together multidisciplinary teams of artists and activists and designers and social workers and bring those teams together and have something better come out. But as a result, talking to people who don't necessarily work in theater. And and yes, it's it I mean we're relieved of having the same old conversation. We're at least having the exciting part of our conversation. Mm. And and not talking about the the same old problems that we've been having, uh, but actually talking about why we might have chosen to have those problems in the first place instead yeah. of yeah. instead of just being like, oh, we have them and 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 you know to be in somewhere outside of and I'm so guilty of it and it's you know maybe we can continue you know promise to try to call each other like i'm i am guilty of complaining about the sort of world as it is and and the terribleness of everything and and i can get depressed fairly easily but there's something about working out of and being in conversations with people where that scarcity where the scarcity of the world while continuing to be true doesn't feel like the biggest killjoy where the like, where the love of surfing is okay like we're not the fact that you're not a professional surfer is totally fine it's not a fail you haven't failed mm-hmm. if you don't make a living from it if you only do it for the pleasure of doing it that's not that's not a failure and and whereas i feel like in the arts more there's a that that enjoyment is not what we what I talk about with people when I'm in those meetings over and over again. We're not talking about the delight that we want to create or the magic evenings that we want. We're talking about who got funding and why we're angry about it and and where where do we find the people that come see our work and yeah and, um, yeah and yeah it's it's an interesting it's it's an interesting place to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I find I, I volunteer at the Center for Social Innovation one day a week in, in exchange for space as part of the, I've got a desk exchange create community animator. Uh, and there's lots of things about it that are sometimes frustrating, but it is, 
the reason I do it is because I was totally missing talking to anybody who didn't do the thing that I did, Mm -hmm. which even when I was a bartender, like really satisfied, oh, I just, I have to have a hundred pretty lightweight conversations. None of them will be about theater. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and they might be about what other people find interesting in, in their lives, you know, and, and finding out what other people's curiosities are, what they're thinking about. That's super exciting. And that's the moment where I go like, Oh, we can, we can talk about these things. Like, how can we, how, yeah. How can I have more of those conversations despite being, you know, also we're so head down in the work and need to be in order to survive. And that's, yeah, that's a, that's a hard hard one well I feel like you know I feel like sometimes that just the fact that I have a hobby at all is a right is a is a huge step in my you know balance as a human right like I it because it's you know and it's always it's interesting to me too and I'm always flattered I am so flattered that people take any interest in my hobby at all and people seem to really attach a lot of meaning to the surfing. Right. Um, you know, and to, if, if my social media feed is to be believed, right. um, as God knows, is that that's, you know, those things are gospel. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting. And I, I, because I sometimes go, um, I know I'm surfing for myself, but right. uh, sometimes I go, am I surfing for all of my peers? Right. Um, because You're I... setting an example of the I possibility just, or, of surf. Well, or just, it just, I feel like people, I feel like my colleagues, um, and I know a lot of people that have really amazing interests outside of the theater, but I feel like we never talk about them. Right. And uh, I often wonder, you know, and I often wonder about the possibility of even, you know, I'm looking around at my staff at Alberta Theatre Projects, and I know they have a range of different interests. Um, I know this because we'll occasionally talk about it while we're eating lunch or something like that. But I'm starting to think about, you know, because I I have the luxury of having an institution, and we have to keep our heads down and keep going, and there's a lot of challenges and things that need to be dealt with. But I'm starting to wonder about how to bring some of those interests and have them be shared um, because I feel like again it's a it's a break it's a break from the mental and emotional <laughs> energy Absolutely. of keeping the theater company going and I and I I sometimes wonder about and I haven't instituted this yet but I'm, I sometimes play with the idea of well you know giving people time um, a small amount of time every month to go, you know, volunteer somewhere that is not a theater company. Yep. I mean, that's uh, the, 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 you know, famed, famed Google 20%, which yeah. seems like it's gone away. But the idea that, that employees could, could work on whatever they wanted 20% of the time and, and that that's where Gmail came out of and a bunch of the things that they're known for, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing that combination of the interests because I also we're we're getting near our we're need to be moving towards wrapping up, but yeah. uh, there's lots in here to keep talking about. I think the the I'm sometimes nervous about bringing those things together because what I treasure is that they're separate. 
Right, right. So even even at Banff, uh, I was writing some sort of feedback to them, and 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 one of the things that I loved about Banff is that I was working on other people's problems, and that was really fun because <laughs> they weren't my problems, and. Yeah. And so I could apply all of the skills and all of the knowledge I have and, and the wisdom and what have you, and I could apply that to somebody else's problems, and that was great. And then, yeah. and then somebody, and then, and then one of the leaders of the program asked, like, well, what would it be to bring, bring your whole self that you bring to a show? And then I was working on the Fun Palace, and I was like, oh, they don't want this. Like, I am an anxious wreck when I'm working on a show. Like I am not, I am, because I am, I am not, I'm creating problems for myself. I am trying to generate better, like the, that the art practice and the design, design practice are very different for me and can be quite supportive. But if you had to, you know, it, I guess it does, it sounds like people who have to, you know, have to run a surf museum, um, you know, I'm sure they could be bitter about the politics inside surfing and who's kidding you know i'm sure everyone's got their their things yeah and so part of the pleasure of it is that it's like part of its use is that it's a separate thing and if i had to bring my love of football into the office i would potentially resent one of those more than i do now yeah. And that's I mean, and so trying to find a way to create the the time for it is an amazing thing. And as excited as I am to hear more about Jane's surf musical that she was telling me about. Right. <laughs> there's, you know, like there's something that I kind of go I I similarly don't necessarily want them to meet. Um like I, I what I'm trying to say is I'm not certain we'll be doing it at ATP. Right. Um but you know, I remember just about that not not necessarily wanting to meet. Um a few years ago, I was talking to Alan Dilworth, who I love and I love yeah. talking to. And I always feel better walking away from any conversation with Alan Dilworth. I'm sure I'm not yeah. the only person. No, I don't think you are. Um, but Al I remember... Alan Dilworth was, is a Toronto-based yes. uh, theater director. We will put yeah. links to things in the show notes. You're going to have to send me links to all those uh, surf people you rattled off. I sure will. All right. Um, but yeah, I remember talking to him and he said, well, why don't you... You should." I was telling a surf story and he said you should write a show. You should do a show about surfing. And I, I just remember thinking, God, no, <laughs> no, I, I, I see, I see why that's a great idea from the outside, but I can't even imagine trying to express it yeah. on stage. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, and it was an interesting, that was an interesting moment mm -hmm. for me. And so I think what it ends up being then is something that feeds me as a person and allows me to go back to, um, Surfing f feeds me as a person and allows me to go back to my work renewed. Right. And that might be the best thing that it could possibly do for me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I think we should, we should wrap up. Uh, you've been listening to the SWS podcast, which randomly stands for Small Wooden Shoe or Spider Web Show or Surf Water. Uh, yes. Stupendous. Stupendous. Stupendous Water Surfing. Yeah, great. Which is uh, what I do on a which regular is basis. Stupendous water surfing, uh, and you can find. So we will make links to everything, most some of the things we talked about, and you can find that at smallwoodandshoe.org/podcasts or at the Spider Web Show, and you just follow the 
uh, spiderwebshow.ca and follow the links through to experiments. Um, I also wonder about if if we hadn't planned this at all, but if anybody listening has their hobby that that does the same, that does what surfing does for for Vicky, and and I would say football does for me, but the Bears lost today, and it's oh. it does it when they win, but it not when they lose. <laughs> like, it does not refresh me; it makes me sad. It means I can't read the Chicago newspapers for the next week because they're the most negative press ever. Um, anyway, so if you have, if you, dear listener, um, have have a a thing that you do that you wouldn't want to be involved in in your day job because it refreshes you for being different, uh, maybe you could post those in comments or or find uh, you do the Twitter a little bit, right, Vicky? Yes, I do the Twitter a, beat, a wee bit. A wee bit. And what's yeah. your, your Twitter name? It is at Vicky Stroich. At, that's easy. To, and I'm at yeah. Jacob Zimmer. We both went the, the simple clean route. Classic. Classic. All right. Thanks very much, Vicky. This was a Thank fun, you, Jacob. fine first call. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Uh, the song we're listening to playing out is, is You Don't Surf, So Shut Up. Uh, it's by Waylon Thornton and the, the Heavy Hands, and it comes from the Free Music Archive. There's cussing. Surf, so shut up.